Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Irish on Tap. Here we are in the off-season. We have a special episode here for our listeners. But before we get started with everything, got to check in with our co-host here, Mr. Ethan Wiles. I know you saw a little bit of those all-star games here over the weekend. How are you feeling about our recruits, Mr. Drew Pine and Michael Meyer? Well, I am quite excited. Uh, it's good to be back. Here it is, the off-season. Uh, just like you, I am very excited to welcome in our guest today. I uh, was able to lounge around while having the stomach flu, so I uh, was able to watch some college football, some NFL playoffs, a lot of good games there. But uh, enough about me. Let's get into our guest. Yeah, absolutely. And we have a very special guest for our listeners today. So today I bring to you an absolute problem for opposing defenses. A man who amassed over 1,750 total yards and 14 touchdowns in his time in South Bend. Part of three 10-win seasons. And a man who recently declared for the 2020 NFL Draft. I bring to you Irish on Tap listeners, Tony Jones Jr. Tony, how you doing today, sir? I'm good, man. And you? Hey, we're doing great. A lot better that you're here joining us, getting us here on another episode of Irish on Tap. It's kind of our down season, you know. We had our one episode before the Camping World Bowl and after. And, you know, it's a blessing to have you on here today. But let's get into the thick of things. So, you know, you come to Notre Dame from Bradenton, Florida, you know, out of another powerhouse, <clears throat> IMG Academy. You're a baseball player and a football player down there in Florida. So I just want to ask you real quick, what made you choose football over baseball? Uh, just going into college, I um, I wanted to play both, but but uh, just like sitting out from base baseball so so long, it um, it was just so hard to get back in the groove of things and my time management and stuff. So I just chose one. Uh, just one one sport, and it had to be football. Yeah, well, I think, you know, with the recent news that you just made, you definitely made the right decision. And, you know, getting into the thick of things of when, you know, back in in high school, you were, you know, we go through a various list for rankings or whatever, but, you know, you were ranked a 37th running back on the ESPN 300 list. That's, you know, a top 10 running back on scout.com. And then number 318 overall on the 24-7 sports app, number 13 as a running back. So you were definitely a highly touted recruit. You've been a player that's been able to contribute year in and year out. And, you know, Ethan, he is our, you know, resident Ian Book guy. But I have been, you know, I've been very, very adamant on how you have been basically, you know, I'm going to go out and say, in my opinion, the MVP and a very important part or very important part of this offense because, at times, you know, when the passing game wasn't working, who could we turn to? Tony Jones Jr. So, you know, with that being said, um, you know, it was a quality season here. What were some of the, you know, I know obviously in the draft process you go through, um, you know, I guess you would say evaluations, but did you did you kind of know before the bowl game that you were going to head into the draft or was that made after before or after you absolutely weight roomed that guy on the five-yard line? Um, no, uh, before it, before the game, I would say that I was in the middle, like, um, like if I came back, it wouldn't have hurt. But if I left, um, I didn't know if it would hurt me or not. But then, but then, I mean, but after my great, I mean, my like good, good game, uh, I just sat down with my parents and I prayed to God and then, and then it just came to me that I, that I should just go to the draft and take a chance on on me, me, myself. 
Yeah, and in sports, you absolutely love to see an athlete bet on themselves. So, like I said, you know, going into into college, you were highly recruited. You know, there were schools like Cincinnati, Florida Atlantic involved. Indiana was involved, and so was Illinois. What made you choose Notre Dame over, you know, some of the other schools that were sending out the flyers and everything, you know, having the coaches sitting in the living room with you all day? Um, to be honest, and I mean, to be honest, my, like, parents was high on, like, education and, like, sports. So, so I mean, I mean, like, it was just no question for, for, for me as a person to choose Notre Dame because – it, I mean, because like it challenged me on and off the field, so it was just a no. I mean, it was a no-brainer. We touch on it with uh, a couple of our guests here that have attended the university, but if there's anything that stood out about you know your first visit there, what would that be for you? Uh, to be honest, my first impression when I got there was. All the buildings look the same. They're the same color. Like it kind of, uh, like it kind of just looked. It was like kind of like its own town, like its own city, kind of like its own community. And I thought that was cool because, because in my, I mean, because in my, uh, my opinion, it just showed showed that Notre Dame just a tight knit community. And it's just, uh, and it was just great to see to see that because that's what I'm all all about, just being close knit together. I mean, on a huge campus like IMG, going to Notre Dame, I feel can't be uh, too big of a change for you. Uh, that, I, that IMG Academy is something else, man. Yeah, it's almost like a, it's like a, it's better than some JUCOs. Yeah, like when I was there, um, they like they they kind of started doing the big build building and stuff but like after i left it totally changed like it looked like a different place when i came came back that sounds right change everything after you leave right yeah right they get all the good good stuff the good jerseys all that i, I was gonna say for you know tony I, I i'm gonna go out on a limb and say you're either 21 or 20 but i feel like our age range kind of had that happen to us in school, they all had the cool stuff right before we got to, and it's absolutely unfortunate. Yeah, it's very, it's very true. Yeah, so, back, you know, before we get into your time at Notre Dame, you know, I did dig up some of your baseball numbers. You hit 491 your junior year. I have to ask you, were you also recruited as a baseball player, too, or no? Yeah, I was, but, uh, but I mean, because, I mean, because since I played, football too i couldn't play travel travel ball or stuff like like that so i wasn't high highly recruited but i got recruited by some i mean some small smaller schools like fiu uh, like fau and like in like usf like schools like that but um but to be honest i i kind of wanted to go to like a higher level and challenge myself but you know things in god's plan but god has a plan for me so Absolutely. And I would have to say up to this point, the bet, you know, the first bet on yourself has gone successful. The second bet on yourself, you know, is right in the making and you have everything right in front of you for the grabbing. Um, You know, as far as far as, you know, your degree as well, I was able to dig, you know, we do a little bit of research before we have you on. You were enrolled in the College of Arts and then you were majoring in film, television and theater. Did you, you know, hold that major or did you switch at any point? Uh, actually, I was a biz a business major when I first got there. 
Oh, okay. Then, so then you switched to that. Yeah, I um, I I kind of did business because I mean because my parents tell me that like business is like the way to go there because like number one school for it and stuff. And then I went in there, and then and then I realized that this isn't what I want to do with my degree. So why would I stay in it? And then I switched it like the next like two two weeks later, and I went in the film. And then I just fell in love with it. Yeah, exactly. And and I'm I'm gonna go out and say it too. Ethan's a journalism major. I'm a I'm a communications major, but I've taken a lot of film classes and theater and it's honestly it makes you watch a movie different. Like I sit down and watch a movie yes, with you know it my makes, fans. makes you watch it totally different. It's it makes you appreciate it so much more. Like I I don't yeah. know if you went to go see the new Joker, but I was sitting there and I'm like the bookend at the end where they you know they were able to piece you back to the night that Batman yeah they tied it back together. <laughs> oh my god, Crazy. I was I was screaming in the theater. My girlfriend's like, calm down. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's the same thing that ha- happened to me because I like went, so I like so I went to see it with my girlfriend, and at the end, and I was like, they really tied it in. And here she's like, well, I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't um, even know what you're okay. talking about either. So, uh, I'm <laughs> hey, hey, we're getting we're we'll get, we're getting a little nerdy here on Irish on Tap. But one thing that I beat the, <laughs> I beat the drum about this because you know we're part of all the message boards, the twitters. You know, Twitter, Facebook, we see all the BS. And a lot of times, you know, some of these older Notre Dame fans are very adamant on, play, you know, caring about players' educations. And the one thing that I say, you know, when, when Brian Kelly gets you guys, when, you know, his job is to mold you guys into the best young men that you can be. And, you know, your job once you get on right. campus is to use all the tools at your disposal to do that. So, for mm-hmm. you know, for fans to be saying, I don't care about, you know, the education, I just want championships absolutely blows my mind and makes me go crazy but one last baseball question because we did ask this to our guy Tariq Bracey who we had on after the Navy game would you be able to hit Cole Komet's fastball actually I I I did but I got out but um Cole Komet is a talented player I'm not I'm not gonna lie about that um I hit it but I got out Oh yeah. Hey, all I asked was if you could hit it. So we we are just gonna say yeah. there was no fielders out there. It was batting practice. You were out yeah, there going man, crazy. I would hit it. Yep. Yes, sir. Uh, one question. So are you? You're originally from Bradenton. Is that where you grew up, or did you move there for high school? No, there? I'm from St. Petersburg, Florida. Okay. Born and raised, and then I transferred IMG my second semester, of my sophomore year. Okay. I'm a little familiar with the area. I used to frequent Sarasota and, you know, Longboat Key, some of the smaller areas down there. But I got to mm-hmm. ask you, growing up in Florida, living out there, you know, maybe on some of the visits had you seen snow, but did you know what you were getting yourself into with South Bend winters? Um, My dad is from Chicago, so all of his family is from there. So, I mean, so, like, when I was younger, I used to go there. But, I mean, like, my mom used to have me, like, layered up. So, I didn't really know how cold it really was. So, I didn't know what I was getting myself into till the first winter. Were you a guy that was a, a warm-up shirtless guy? No, sir. You, uh, against that? I was going to say, you got to seem like you're I think it was Florida. I think it was the Florida State game last year. 
Yeah, the Florida State game, our DBs did it, but I I was not going to do that. that. That's not my deal. <laughs> not your MO. And I was going to say, yeah, the, the Chicago winters are terrible. We are actually out here in lovely DeKalb. We attend Northern Illinois University, but we yeah. we grew up in the greater Chicagoland area, so we know exactly how that is. Oh, oh my goodness. It, hey, if you can imagine how windy it is in Chicago – out here in DeKalb, all we have is cornfields and then the Husky Stadium, and it gets windier than, oh, my goodness, it's terrible out here. There's nothing to block it, so. I bet, I bet, I bet, because, cause, like, one of my boys uh, goes to school out there, and he, and like, and like he says, it's bad. Yeah, I was going to say, we, uh, we actually are expanding, you know, our company into a little bit of NIU coverage, and we're going to have, a few guests here in the coming weeks as well. One, Treshawn Foster, and then McKelty Williams, too. So, so we're going to be getting yeah. some more. Yeah, I know, I know him. Kelty? Yeah, Yeah, because he actually he went to Notre Dame before. So yeah. with us yeah. at Northern, that's definitely me and Ethan, one of Ethan and I's favorite guys over here at NIU. But, mm-hmm. but back to you, Tony. So your time at Notre Dame, you know, you're there for, is it, it would be your fourth year this year because you did have the first, was it a redshirt year, your freshman year? Yeah, I redshirted my freshman year. Okay. So take us through a day in the life of Tony Jones, the student athlete. So I know that's all about to change, but in your time at Notre Dame, take us yeah. through a day in the life. Um, probably first, I was sleeping at like 7 a.m. Probably have a lift at 8. Class at 9.30, then have a little break, eat lunch or whatever, and have another class at like 12.30, and then done at like 1.45, and have meetings at 2.15, practice at 3, and then done at 5.30 maybe, and then go home, do some work till about 7.00. Then I'm a real game head, so uh play the game to about nine nine thirty, and then watch Netflix so I till I go go to bed. I was gonna say that's yeah it. that's a that's a long day what's your game are you are you a sports game guy? do you like you know some of the first person shooters uh or like the fortnite type uh, deal see I'm a good two k player. But, um, but I mean, since my time is so, like, limited, like, dudes on the game are getting really, really good. So, so I've, so I've been on Madden, and then on, like, Fortnite and Call of Duty, I'm, you know, I'm more of a role player, you know, guy carry med, med kits, and stuff like that. So, I would say, oh, I'm he, I was going to say, player. Ethan, I'm Ethan, there. this is your realm, because I'm, I'm not a Fortnite I'm player, so pick this one up, bro. I'm all I'm all there. I don't know how to build. I can't build. I don't do all that. I just care. Yeah, I don't like I don't like it. that build. The, the building's not my thing. I yeah. like to I just hide just go out point. there and try try my best. Absolutely. Yeah, so I was going to say it's a with, tough game with the building. Yeah. With with you being a a gamer, Tony, how do you feel about possibly playing as yourself in uh, next year's Madden? Uh, I haven't really thought about that because in high school I was getting my hopes up about playing with myself in college, 
and then it got taken away. So I haven't. Oh, buddy, do we have a treat for you? We have. Ask our resident Brandon Suarez about his NCAA dynasty. We have a treat for you, Tony Jones Jr. We got a copy of NCAA 14 at our apartment. And we got the updated rosters. I off the top of my head, I think you're like an eighty-eight or an eighty-nine, and your speed is like an eighty-seven. I don't really look at most of the other ones, but yeah, yeah. somewhere around that's, that. That's tough. That's hey, tough. Yeah. I haven't played played myself at, at all. Oh, I'm no, gonna I'm gonna does have, that, does I, that I excite you played, though? Played myself once my freshman year, but I mean, like I was like a sixty-eight. Because I was a freshman, so I played with myself. I got the ball, and then I fumbled, and then I was like, "Yeah, this is, <laughs> this is so unrealistic." Uh, yeah, you're unrealistic. like, All right, we're we're gonna we're gonna redshirt this year. We're gonna we're gonna do a couple yeah, practices like, and like, get okay, our overall this, this, up." This is crazy. <laughs> so with that, you know, that's gonna segue me into my next question too. So, you were one of nine scholarship players who helped out on the scout team your first year in South Bend. Can you stress to some of our listeners the importance of scout team, even if you know you won't be playing on Saturdays? This could be, you know, high school kids, other college mm-hmm. players, just, you know, being able to stick to the, you know, stick to the process, control what you can control, and just go out there and kill it on scout. I would say scout team is the most important part of of of, of building a great team because, Scout scout team just shows how like shows how good your team really is because scout team challenges the offense and the defense every day. Like the scout team is really, really I mean the reason why our defense uh, has three turnovers in a game, or the scout team is the reason why Chase goes on top of dudes' heads in the game. Like like it's just stuff like that, and the scout team just shows like how selfless they really are. Because because they put their body on the line every day, knowing that they can't play or some will play, but late in the game on Saturdays. Yeah, and I was gonna say Ethan and I both almost shed a tear when uh, they gave Mick his scholarship, and was it Trevor Rulin as well out there? No, the it was world. Colin Grun. Uh, oh, Colin, Colin Grunhard. Colin Grunhard. My bad. So, in your career at Notre Dame, you played in over 30 games. What was your favorite stadium? Obviously, we're going to exclude Notre Dame Stadium that you've played in or at during your college career. Uh, even though we lost, I would say it's Georgia Stadium because it's so like a concert kind of like it was great music. It was it was a, like a great vibe there. The lights were flashing on and off. Uh, they had red. They had red lights and nothing else on in the fourth quarter. They had they had their flashlights on, playing music, all that, and and like all of that just made you want to win that game and want and like made you want to go out there and put and put your whole body, body like your body on the line for the team. So. I was going to say, we, you know, we are not usually, we don't try to talk about the losses, but it is one of the games that we look at this year. And when you, when you speak of Notre Dame and you speak of, you know, the, the Blue Bloods as it currently resides with teams like LSU, Clemson, Bama, teams that are year in and year out going to be competing for those college football playoffs. And we are right there in the mix of things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 
that game really did it was a measuring stick game and i think even though we didn't win that game everyone marked us off people were like georgia by a thousand Notre dame's not going to compete they do this every year and it's like uh, you know ethan and i and yourself as well you know we were all born after 88 the last title unfortunately you know you're going to the draft i think we have a really good team and a shot next year um some things didn't you know some things didn't roll our way this year but you know i think you know, you know, I would have loved to see a 12 and 0 Notre Dame team, you know, in that committee's discussion with some of the 11 and one teams sitting around there. And even at 11 and one, you know, there's an argument to be made. But, you know, before I get off the rails, who who's your favorite teammate from your time at Notre Dame? Maybe one of your close friends or just someone that you vibed with out on the field. Uh, my favorite teammate. Um, um, my, my best friend, but like, but like he trans transferred, so his name was DJ Morgan, but if whoever I played, we'll go, yeah, well, I'll, I'll, that was, that was a shitty question on my part. My bad, Tony. We'll go, we'll go best side, uh, best you played alongside maybe. Okay. On offense. Yes. Okay. Um, best player I played alongside with, I would say, Ian Book, because because all of the like slander they put on his name or yes. all the stuff they say about him, he yeah, uh, like, he like injected he never, into Ethan's never, I know he he never he never shows up like mad. Or down, he's always up and like he's always happy to do to do like something to help the team. Like That's whenever so... like some someone scores or someone does good on deep on like on 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 like D boys or whatever, he's like up cheering and all that. And like he's not and he's not like a dude that doesn't care about his stuff and cares about himself and cares about the team. Oh, what does that say? Coming from a court, I mean, coming from the quarterback, you know, you, uh, or not just you, but uh, the quarterback in Notre Dame obviously is uh, uh, one of the most scrutinized positions. You just said that yourself, but you know, how do you handle blocking out that noise from, you know, especially after you know, we hate to bring up the losses, but that Michigan loss where t- or a lot of people were saying, you know, this team's going to fold, this team has nothing to play for anymore. Um, you know, talk about that. What, what was that experience like? Uh, after that game, um, it like um, it kind of just felt it kind of just felt like we were like against the world, kind of, and and so and so like coach just told us to lean on each other and like just know, just uh, just just know that it's light at the end of the tunnel, and like and and like if we get through it, we'll uh like we'll win a bowl game and we'll like be remembered because we can still still win more than 10 10 games yeah and that was one of the things too we actually were able we were blessed enough to be able to go to the navy and boston college game and for me you know i've only been to south bend now three times i didn't you know you guys could have been you know four and six i wouldn't have cared i was you know excited to get out to the stadium and you know at the end of the day you know for you know people it, for whatever reason it's it's more of the older crowd our younger crowd kids that are our age are you know they're just happy to be at the game watch college football but it's like at the end of the day 
you know, does it, does it really affect people's lives to the, you know, like, like you said, you know, they're coming after Ian book, making him, you know, you know, making articles, making stuff about him. And, you know, basically all the media is, they, they weren't necessarily calling for Phil. And on this podcast, you know, Ethan is our resident Ian book guy. And it's funny that you brought up his poise and his composure. Cause I actually last week after, I think when we did the bowl recap, I said, there's just something about him. Just the California kid just, you know, looks like he belongs. He's always smiling on the sideline. You know, you always see him clap and cheer and other guys on. He just looks like a great teammate to be around. And for us, yeah. you know, being huge Notre Dame fans, I know right away once he, you know, said he was coming back, we kind of had a feeling that he would come back. You know, obviously, if he would have went to the draft, we still think he would have made the best of the opportunity. But if you got that extra year and, you know, you feel comfortable with coming back, you might as well let it ride. And I think we got a great team coming back this, you know, this 2020 year. Yep. But other than that, so I have, I have, a couple plays that stick out in my mind, one more recent, but one last year. So take us through the walk-off touchdown, the, you know, the receiving touchdown last year to essentially put the game out of reach and lock up Notre Dame's spot in the college football against, or in the college football playoff against USC. Um, so that, so that week coach thought, I mean, coach thought that they were going to blitz a lot or like whatever. And then, so, I mean, like, I mean, since Dex had the hot hand and Dex was, you know, carrying the ball a lot, so I had to find a way to get on the field. So I was the third down back. I had to go in there and, like, block or whatever or run the ball on third and one or whatever. And it so happened to be third and eight, and so they, like, wanted me to run a route. I haven't run a route the whole game. So, you know, so I'm excited to do it or whatever. But I'm thinking that they're going to cover cover me. And I ran out, and no one was in front of me. I turned my head, the ball was in there. And I was so shocked that I was open, that wide open, and the ball was coming to me. I almost dropped it. And then I caught it, and then it's just end of history from there. Isn't that wild how when you're that open and you're like, I'm going to score a touchdown. Those are the balls you dropped. Yeah, it's crazy. And, we, you know, we see crazy one-handed catches and all that other stuff, but it's crazy. The most fundamental catch in football sometimes, and I saw it a few times just watching the NFL playoffs the last few days, running backs dropping that yeah. very same pass in the flats. And that's one thing that, you know, I, I, I was able to get an article out when you declared. So you won't see it necessarily in the numbers, 27 catches, 273 yards, two touchdowns, but 10.1 yards a pop. And then you have it with 271 carries, 1,481 yards, 5.5 yards a pop, which is very impressive, and 12 touchdowns. But one thing that Ethan and I are big components of is the eye in the, lie, or the, eye in the sky never lies. And when you check the tape on you, Mr. Chunny Jones, I want to know what do you, you know, we know what you're capable of, but what would you say outside of the film room are you bringing to an NFL franchise? Uh, I, I would say that the NFL is just going to get a selfless leader that, that will do absolutely anything to help the team win, to help the team be successful. And, and I'm going to put my all, all into it no matter what. 
We absolutely love to hear that. And one thing that I wanted to know, a lot of times you see it, you know, this is the age of social media. A lot of players train together. Are you, are you going to be, you know, chopping it up, chain, cha- or uh, training with any guys like Chase Claypool here pre-draft? Or? Um, I'm actually in Dallas at MJP, so I'm training with Troy Pride. Um, but, um, and then like down the street, although he's training some, 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 somewhere in Dallas, but I have a couple, couple of dudes here to talk, talk to, to get through this process with, with me. So we had, we actually saw too the other day, I'll let you go here in a second too, that you signed with an agent and that's, that's one thing too that a lot of times you'll see is is agents help out with the training and the whole business process of it because you got to think of it mm-hmm. you're going from not necessarily you got to ask to go to the bathroom in class because it's kind of a free for all in college but you're sitting in a college class and then you're going to the mecca of sports leagues. Mm-hmm. But go ahead, E. Uh, I know it's a tough question, but since you're headed into the NFL, I have to ask, is there any team that you specifically, you know, would want to play for? I know all 32 teams are obviously available, but, um, you know, is there anyone that stands out to you the most? Uh, I don't have a team that stands out to me, really. I just want to shot to play for, play for a team. But when I was younger and, like, in – and, and, like, Madden was a thing in my house with all of my brothers and stuff. <clears throat> uh, I was a big Eagles fan because of Donovan Mc, Mc, McNabb, Brian Westbrook, Brian Dawkins, and all of them. So I I fell in love with the Eagles, and I've been a fan since then. Uh, like, even when I feel like I, I was... they were down, all that. Didn't matter. Yeah, I feel like I was so spoiled as a Madden player. Like, being born in 97, like, you know, I didn't take full advantage of the Michael Vicks and the, the Donovan McNabbs and, you know, the or AP in his prime and things like that. I never took advantage of it. But now you look at guys like Zeke and Christian McCaffrey and guys like that. I mean, that's, that's crazy. Mark Jackson. And, oh, and right, you know, right. Madden 2021, we're going to be looking at Tony Jones Jr. Correct. Yeah, definitely. So I know we kind of hinted at it earlier. We got, you know, what your NCAA rating was there. And, you know, you see them out at the games every week in their little Madden coat. What do you think going into rookie year they're going to give you as your initial rating? Because I I don't know what they base it. It's got to be off of maybe college, some of the combine stuff. I don't know. Shoot. Um. I'm just gonna say I'm or gonna what would you like her. to see yourself at? Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, where would at? you where would you be okay without having to fire off a tweet about it? <laughs> we'll go with that. Like, it's cool. Uh, I'll, I'll get the preseason. The I'll work it up. 80? Yeah, like a 79 is the lowest I'll go. Okay. That's, hey, I'm there for it. And they tend to cheat players. They do tend to cheat they players. Know. I, so, I know they tend to cheat players. They cheated my boy Miles. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's yes, having a great did. year. Yes, oh, my God. Did. The Ravens are so much fun to watch. The be- oh, my goodness. Yeah. Stanley out there, too. And then, obviously, I know you might have seen it the last week, but three all-pro linemen in, you know, from former Notre, Notre Dame, Dame linemen. Yeah, that that's nuts. Lineman you, tight end you. Kyle Rudolph with the walk-off touchdown today against the Saints. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that. 
that was nuts. We won't call it a push-off because this is Irish on tap, so you absolutely hate to see that for Saints fans another year in a row. But I what, think the corner, corner was being a little dramatic. But yeah, you, he, he did kind of sell Saints it. I think it's Saints fans being Saints fans. Yeah, like he, it's Saints yeah, fans, he it's Saints fans being it. Saints fans. You just lost. You lost to Kirk Cousins. You lost to the Vikings. You shouldn't have at home. I was and thinking about that. It comes down to that. I was thinking about like that headline, like Kirk Cousins goes into New Orleans and beats Drew Brees, and that as a Bears fan like crushes me even more because I mean it, the NFC is vulnerable this year. I didn't get a chance to see who won that Eagles Seahawks game, but it looked close to the end. That was okay. I mean, it's with the Eagles this year. It was tough. Carson though. I mean, Wentz got hurt. He got a concussion in the first quarter, right? Yep. I did, but I, I won't I call it dirty, but I didn't. McCown did good. Okay. Well, that's Josh. Hey, he was good when that's, he was backing our, up our boy, our, Jay. That's our show up to work with a lunch pail hard hat, no matter what city he's in type of guy. Yeah. yeah. He's a that true lunch pail guy. His daughter and his friends wearing like eight different up his or eight different jerseys of him. That's classic. He, and, and I saw it too, actually, it was his first playoff game that he's ever played in, which is surprising yeah, to me. Yeah, debut. I don't know that that Eagles team across, you know, offense, defense. There was so many injuries this year again, and it was like that last year as yeah. well. That it's tough to overcome. That one thing I do like though out of that backfield is Boston Scott. He kind of reminds me of like a Sproles type, or yeah, you know, I think that's it's what everybody's saying about him now. I think it's very early to say, dare I say it, but even like a, a prototype of a Brian Westbrook type back. It's very early. It's good, though. Yeah, absolutely. So, what do you – all right, this is this is a pressing question. You do not have to answer it if you do not want to, but what do you think your 40-yard dash will be at the Combine? Um, I'm going to say I'm shooting for a 4-5. Four five. Okay, that's just a. Hey, we can, you know, we can. I know they have coaches and all that stuff, and you're about to go. You know, you're training crazy at Notre Dame. I know you have. You know, they, do they still do two a days in the summer or in spring ball? No, they're they did away with those. Illegal now. Oh, I got to catch up with the times, but you know, you've been. That was a, one of those things they took away right before I started playing high school football, and boy, I was never more happy to find out that they got rid of two a days. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, I, I got a couple of years on you guys, and that was my original downfall in football. I was a little fatty, and I picked it back up after high school uh, with the semi-pro and some of the arena ranks, but nothing to the tune of Notre Dame. Uh, one other, you know, one of the other, you know, specific plays that I wanted to bring up, um, it, it had me at... I, all right, so I'll take you through... I'm going to take you through what I, what I went through through this play, and then I want you to take the listeners through... For your play. So I'm watching the Camping World Bowl, and I see you break off for this 84-yard run. I start jumping. I start screaming. I go, he's gone. He's not going to get caught. And I don't know if it was at the 5 or the 10-yard line, but I literally scream, you know, I should be in trouble for this, maybe grounded by my mom, even though I don't live there. But I literally scream, weight room this bitch ass when you got to the five-yard line. So take us through that 84-yard touchdown run because that is something that is extremely impressive. That defense played, you know, 
I would say the defense of Iowa State, even though we did put up 33 points, they did play a very tough game a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, so, at halftime, um, so I was just sitting in my locker locker just thinking to myself that, I mean, that that our, like, run, run game wasn't getting no, no nowhere yet. So, I talked to the team, well, to, like, the O-line or whatever, and I told them to just keep pressing and keep and then like keep pushing and something's gonna bust. And then our first layer of our offensive possession and bust. And, and then I was running down the sideline and then I was like, just don't get caught. Just don't get caught. And then I like turned to my like right and I seen him, I was like uh I I like through the stiff arm, just trying to get my yards or whatever and finish the run. And then I, like, jolted his head back, and I was like, well, I guess I'm going to take him in the end zone with me, too. <laughs> That's classic. And I was going to say, too, I, all right, so we got, with us living in the Chicagoland area, we somehow crossed with Iowa State Twitter every now and then, and they were, they were calling for a face mask, and I go, grow up, get over it. That was a beautiful run. You cannot take that away from him. That, and you finished it, too. A lot of times, you know, you'll see running backs, and that's one thing, too, that, you know, that jumps out on tape is, you know, you're able to, you're able to run through the tackles. You can catch the ball out of the backfield. You're hard to bring down. You're, you know, actually pretty, you know, elusive and deceptive in space. And then you also have, you know, I, what I would say is a prototypical running back build. You know, the NFL is weird. They want you to weigh this much, be this tall, bench this many times and run this fast. Yeah. I'm more of a what can you do out there on the field guy. That other stuff is cool and it wows people. But, you know, the the most important part of your resume is what you've done over the last three years, not what you're about to do in the East-West Shrine Bowl or the Combine. Although it is still very important, the tape does not lie right. on you. So I got, so I, I think we already skipped over this one. So you're going to go with the Eagles. Are they still your current, your current favorite team? Or do you have another team that you kind of root for? Is it just kind of root for your friends? You know, we got Notre Dame guys sprinkled all over the place. Uh, I'm still an Eagles fan until I get drafted. Hey, and then we'll see. Hey, there's 32 teams out there. One of them is going to pick you up. I cannot wait to see which one it is. And that's honestly being a Notre Dame fan. Uh, Ethan and I have both been in this probably, you know, probably since as long as we can remember 15, you know, 16 years. But one of our favorite parts every year, and, you know, I hate it because the only current Notre Dame player that we have here in Chicago is Alex Bars. We just recently signed him to a futures contract. But we never we never go out and get the Notre Dame guys. But I love seeing teams like, you know, the Chargers. They have a couple. The Cowboys. Um, Nick Martin's over there on the Texans. There's, you know, there's Notre Dame players everywhere in the NFL. Yeah. And you see, you, see uh, you know, stats and, you know, stuff on Twitter floating around that, you know, the numbers don't lie. We're up there with, you know, top – I would say top three, top five players that, you know – I would. I don't know what the list would be called. I guess you would say most players from a certain school in the NFL. But it's great to see you guys not only succeed in your time here, and then too, you know, guys like John Shannon. He's going into a career in law enforcement. We love to see stuff like that as well. But mm-hmm. I gotta ask you, what 
you know, what is your favorite memory as a Notre Dame football player? Uh, besides the USC touch, touchdown, I would say the Stanford win uh, last the last game of our regular season because because like we haven't won there in, in like five no like ten since two thousand right? since two thousand and seven we beat that drum religiously and then I saw one Stanford game and I go we're gonna kill this team and then it was that it was kind of a slow start. And two, yeah, might I add, they time. have they have the shittiest grass in the country. They were out there tackling yeah. you with their field. So, yeah. So I mean, I mean, so the whole like week, coach. I mean, coach is just harping on that, like saying like you can make his history with with this, and then and then like we won, and then we got in the lock locker room, like we won the soup, the soup, soup, the Super Bowl kind of like it was it was crazy like playing music, jumping around. Coach Kelly was jumping around with us. And I love to hear that, that kind that of a little club dubs. Yeah. That leads me into my next question here, touch on it quickly. Um, what is your opinion on Brian Kelly as a coach, as a person, you know, on off the field? We see him more, you know, on the field and then in his press conferences. But what is he like Tuesday through Friday? Coach Kelly is is a great person. Uh, he's a he's a great coach. He has he has changed since our first year there, and I would say that for like the better. Like Coach Coach Kelly, when like we went four and eight, he he like looked looked himself in the mirror and he changed himself as a coach and a person, and it and it helped our team and it helped and it helped him too, because I mean because now I mean because now we've had. Three like three three straight ten ten win seasons and 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 like recruits are loving him now and like and like we're getting a lot of players from all over the country and a lot of high I mean high I mean high talent talented guys now and it's just help helping the team and help and helping the school in the long run. Yeah, and you bring up that four and eight season. That was a tough season, but. One of the things that, you know, we talked about even as recent as this year is, you know, controlling the controllables. As a football player out there, you have your one job. If one of one and one of, you know, everyone's doing their one of one, that 11 is going to work pretty damn well. And we saw that down the stretch this season. But going from that four and eight season, you know, it was quite the roller coaster right here at Notre Dame. I mean, obviously the chips didn't fall our way this year for you, but you were able to at least get to the college football playoff, which – that had to have been quite, you know, again, you know, not a game that we like looking back at, but still everyone doubted us every which way we, you know, Notre Dame looked last year. Yeah. And you guys answered the question every single week. And at the end of the day, you know, Ethan and I and everyone has their opinions about conferences and this and that. And I think, you know, down the road, it does ultimately make sense. But to be able to go 12-0, and regardless of who is on your schedule, and there were some good ones last year, is an impressive feat. One thing I do want to ask you, uh, we're, you know, we're getting towards the end of it here, but one thing I do want to ask you is what makes Notre Dame so special to you? Uh, it changes my life forever, and, and it's going to help. And it's going to help my future family, families beyond that. 
And like wherever I mean, like where wherever I go in the country, someone's gonna like gonna say like, oh, like you went to Notre Dame, like that's like a crazy place to be, blah 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 blah. Like, so I just think it's it changed like forever, and it changes for the better. And were you, you know, were you able to uh, finish your degree, right? You were able to do yeah. so? Okay, because I, I knew there was some possibility of you coming back last year. We touched on it a few episodes ago, but we do not have all of the knowledge that, you know, the big media companies have, but we, we work with what we got and make the best with what we got. But one thing, you know, back, back to the Brian Kelly and the recruiting class, one thing I wanted to ask you, with another quality recruiting class coming to South Bend, what are some words of advice to this incoming class? I would tell them to stay close together and then to always stay close to the group, uh, like through the ups and downs. And like whenever uh, you're like, you're like, you're like time is to like play, like you play your heart, heart out no matter what. And like, if you're a close unit and you're as close as one, then no one can break, break through it or break or break that bond. And then like, you'll win. Yeah, and you brought it up a couple minutes ago. These are, you know, relationships and brothers that you're going to have for the rest of your life that, you know, you battled alongside them, you know, through practice, all that for three to four years. You're always with each other. And, uh, you know, I'll go out and say it, you know, there's plenty of, you know, teams that pop to my mind, you know, in the history of Notre Dame. But the one thing that I will say about this specific Notre Dame team, the 2019 season, is that no quit mentality. You know, like Ethan said earlier in the episode, after that Michigan game, we could have folded up like a chair. A lot of times you see guys sitting out bowl games and you saw even with uh, with Bosa last year, he sat out like half the season just to get ready for the NFL. And it's like, what are we're not the NBA, you know, college football. Some would argue, and I'm, I, I would like to say, and I know Ethan's pretty much of the same mindset, there's nothing that compares to college football. I love the NFL, but the tradition in college and, and everything associated with it is just unmatched. When you look at the sports, you know, all of the different sports. So it, it, it definitely, you know, was great to see guys like you, Chase Claypool, Alohi Gilman, we're going to get Ian Book back next year. Chris Fink, too, that's another guy. We've said it on this podcast. We expect him to get drafted by Bill Belichick. He'll be the next big slot guy up in New England. But I have to ask you uh, one final NFL question. We, you know, we got your team. It's the Philadelphia Eagles. But who was your favorite player maybe growing up and currently? My favorite player growing up? I would have to say LT, LaDainian Thompson. Hey, catching the ball out of the backfield and, and running it to the end zone. You looked a lot like him on that play, so I, I like that. I, I like that. And then my player now, uh, well, he, I mean, he did just come back last week, but it's Mar- Marshawn Lynch. He's no baby. Yeah, Marshawn. Are, we, are you a bit? Are you a big Skittles guy, Tony? Uh I would say I'm the M and M's guy. But all right, all right. Do you, you know have you? Do you have like an M and M guy on the sideline? No, I I wish I did. Maybe I'll look into it. 
Go ahead, hey, E, my bad. I, I'm not saying anything, Tony. I don't have a degree yet, but um, if you're looking for an M&M man, I mean, I think I could do that. Yeah, we can probably swing that, and then we could, uh, we could we just could probably have the write-ups. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we could be on the beat right away. All right. <laughs> start start wherever we got you. We got you, wherever Tony. Tony ends up, whatever team he ends up on, we start whatever on tap. 49ers on tap. We'll send, at, our, know, our, as our long as it's not the Packers. Your guys, you know, like the Packers. No, no, no. If it's the Packers, no. Either regardless, okay, yeah. Regardless. We're, not, <laughs> we're not looking to be greedy. Actually, here. yeah. Dex is, be, actually, yeah, no. Tony. Actually, I take that back. Dex is up there. Dex is up there. And Deshaun was up there. We're Tony's <laughs> Eminem guys. We're not the team's Eminem guy. Uh, I would love to see a video of Tony hopping out the backseat of a truck with a bunch of M&Ms or peanut M&Ms, whatever your preferred flavor is, hopping out. I like all of them, to be honest. The caramel ones smack, too. I like the caramel ones. Those are real good. Yeah. Those are good, too. Absolutely. So I got, to it. I got one final question we ask all our guests on this episode. And, you know, with you being a Notre Dame man, we want to ask you, are you currently working with any charitable movements or, you know, working on any projects? I had seen something, I believe, by the name of, correct me if I'm wrong, Yoke. Uh, on Instagram with, I think it was Mick, you guys, a couple of the Notre Dame guys, I saw that, but take oh, us through what um, Tony Jones is doing off the field. Well, first, Yoke is a business by Mick Asaf and a couple of his boys, I think, started it or whatever. I don't know the logistics of it. I am uh, sorry, but... Mick. I do love his mixtape series as well. Yeah, um, uh, so that is like, uh, like, um, like it's kind of like an app. You can like face, face, face. You can FaceTime fans. Uh, you can chat with them. You can play the game with with them and stuff. And then, from from my end, I am working on a couple charity things uh, for my city and my like youth team I used to play play for, but they're not completely done yet. So you just gotta stay stay tuned and you Yeah, absolutely. And and you know, if you get the information over to us, I know I'm just a kid in DeKal, but I do have a pretty big reach as far as this football world goes. And one thing I was gonna say on the topic of Marshawn Lynch, he actually bought an indoor football team in the indoor football league. Uh by the name Who of the did? Oakland uh Marshawn Lynch. A team called the Oakland. Oh yeah, Panthers. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, I also so I Amongst the media stuff, I do work with, like, arena football and teams like that, and it was crazy to see Beast Mode joining, you know, the true lunch pail grinded out guys of this football world. Because it's like with the minor leagues, it's a big drop-off. So one thing I wanted to say, too, is is you're giving back to the game that has given you so much. And that's one thing that I always love to see with football players, whether it's a, you know, a youth camp, you're going back volunteering and coaching. Maybe it could be a future career for you, you know, when you, when you're all said and done, but it's good to see that you're able to, because a lot of people are just like, Oh, he's just a football player. He just plays football. Just go out on Sunday and play football. Tony Jones, Jr. You got your degree from Notre Dame. You are far more than a football player, and it's, you know, you're about to be going to the NFL. So, it, you know, it's just getting started for you. You got 
everything out in front of you. One thing, because I, I always mess up everyone's Twitter. One thing I wanted you to do for the listeners, go ahead and plug your Instagram and your Twitter here for them. Um, my Twitter is, it's kind of weird, Tun Jones, but it's like P-O-N-N. Yeah, it's double N, right? Yeah, then J O N E S S. And then the real one is the Instagram one. That's six, isn't it? That's that's six, right? Uh, yeah. That's underscore. Then the number six I X X. Ethan's an underscore guy too. We cut. Uh, there we go. I got that. I got that one wrong. I I always. I always, always, always mess up the Twitters. I do apologize on that. But, you know, with that being said, you know, you're about to be getting ready here for, you know, your NFL prep. You're going to be training for, you know, presumably the combine, pre-draft workouts, stuff like that. You got to be excited. Do you have any wrap-up thoughts for our listeners here today? Uh, I would just say... Always do what's in your heart and do what God tells you and go to school and then you'll have easier decisions later in your life. That's all I got to say. Absolutely. And we are, you know, I'll come out and say it. We're extremely appreciative of you coming on our show today. Obviously, you know, with us. No problem. No problem. Oh, yeah. With us being new to this media world, us building that relationship with the team, giving them a platform, maybe a little bit more than your post-game presser, a little column in, you know, in the South Bend press. You know, we like to get a little bit more into things, and we're very appreciative. Um, as far as this episode of Irish on Tap, brought to you by the On Tap Sportsnet, it's been a great one. Ethan, do you have any thoughts for our listeners? I uh, just wanted to thank you, Tony, again. Uh, I may have to invest in that app so I can FaceTime uh, you and Book, my boys on the offensive side. All right, cool. Absolutely. And, and so, our, yeah. Uh, and, and, and we're uh, your new local M&M guys. So I was going to say. Cool. All right, then. <laughs> I was going to say, if you saw the video of the Bills buying up all the uh, foldable tables, wherever your local Walmart or Target is will be bought up out of all M&Ms. I'm talking boxes and, you know, the front of the store, back of the store, all that. Catch us on the sideline feeding Mr. Jones M&Ms after his touchdowns. All right. Thanks, <laughs> so we got a little bit off the rails here, but again, we thank you for joining us with another special episode here of Irish on tap brought to you by the on tap sports net. Be on the lookout for other interviews like this here in the, uh, you know, postseason time of the year. And then also too, we're going to look to expand more coverage into the basketball team. And then some of, you know, spring football and what our recruits are up to as well. Obviously, one last note to Tony will be playing. Is it is it the East West Shrine Bowl that you're going to be participating in? I just saw it on Twitter yesterday. I wasn't yep. able to get it in the outline. So be on Third. the lookout for Tony Jones Jr. here in the East West Shrine Bowl. Follow his journey as he is going to be in the NFL draft this year. Uh, but again, thank you for joining us. And go Irish.